It's been wild here in Tampa, man. I tell you, I absolutely love this city. There's always something popping off. And for me, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you might know that I'm a big old wrestling fan. I've never been to a mania. So to know that my first WrestleMania 2020 will be right here in Tampa, Florida is phenomenal. Got to go to the press conference right here at Raymond James. The whole thing kicked off with Hulk Hogan. Tampa Hulkamaniacs! Hey, hey, hey. WrestleMania being here in Tampa Bay and what it means economically. I know what it means to the WWE universe. I know what it means to the community. But then I just started thinking personally what this really, really means to me. And the love that I have for wrestling, the experience, that energy that I felt. If you've never felt it, I mean, if you've been to a Super Bowl, that's huge. If you've been to the World Series, that's really huge. But when you're inside this stadium next year, you see all the pyros and the laser lights and the, and the matches and stuff. There's going to be an energy and a level. And I just started thinking about a personal level of how wrestling affected me and how I fell in love with wrestling. Everybody here is going to get to experience that. I'm just so excited that it's finally here in Tampa Bay, finally here in our hometown. And I want to thank everybody here today for coming out. So I've only got one more question for you guys, Tampa Bay. What you going to do when Hulkamania, the WWE, and WrestleMania next year run wild on you? And what would a WrestleMania press conference be without the royal couple, Stephanie McMahon? I can't tell you how exciting it is to be bringing WrestleMania right here to Tampa Bay for the first time in over 35 years. Not only does WrestleMania generate over $100 million of economic impact for our host cities, it's an event like no other. It's part live event extravaganza, it's part rock concert, and it's part theater with world-class athleticism. And Triple H had something to say. Tampa is ingrained in the fabric of who we are. As you heard Hulk Hogan say, so many performers over the years have been here, whether it was the Tampa Armory, watching somebody like Dusty Rhodes, and that spark started. That dream began in their heart to do something more with their lives. It started here. You know, the fans that come here to Tampa will get to feel that, that history here of what this means to our industry but they'll get to see it. In that week-long celebration, they will get to see Hall of Famers and legends. Through access, they will get autographs and be able to see the heroes of the past. They will also get to see the biggest global superstars on the biggest platform possible at WrestleMania, and then they will get to witness the future right before their eyes. Are you ready? 
You had better be, because WrestleMania, I promise you, will be a spectacle like you have never seen before. Thank you very much. Yay! Then they go, all right, all media in the back behind these, like, step and repeats. There's a bunch of them, and they bring every superstar through, and we got to interview them. Your boy got to talk to Charlotte Flair. Yeah, so my goal is the main event this year, and my goal is the main event next year. And what are you going to show some of your friends and some of the other superstars when they come to Tampa Bay? What's the first thing you're going to show off here in Tampa? Uh, Dats. I love Dats. I love Dats. Well, I can't eat it all the time, but Kojaks. Okay, yeah, barbecue. Uh, also got to talk to the one and only Stephanie McMahon. Let me walk you through, because the good stuff is online. You can see that. I got some great quotes out of her, and it was fantastic. Let me walk you through the awkward of my interview with Stephanie McMahon. First off, I'm holding my bag, which has my microphone equipment in it, and right as she went to go shake my hand, it was the bag was in my right hand. I didn't want to go through a whole... I was on camera. I, I just kind of wanted to drop the microphone equipment off camera i was just dropping it and then putting my hand out to shake her hand well she thought that i accidentally dropped the microphone equipment so she bends over on camera to pick up my microphone bag and i'm like no here's how it sounds here's what happened hi, hi stephanie buster with iHeartRadio. radio i threw it <laughs> brutal brutal so then my next moment of awkwardness with Stephanie McMahon comes when I sort of interrupted her storytelling, I guess. Check it out. Okay, so what is your expectation of next year? Are we going to see Stephanie McMahon inside or outside of the ring? Well, I have to tell you, doing um, the press this year is a little bit different than last year when I was, of course, wrestling Rowdy Ronda Rousey in her in-ring debut. My... Um, my adrenaline was a little heightened. I was a little more fearful, maybe, is, is the right word than I am today. Um, Plus, you were in a different climate. That was up in New York. Now you're in Tampa, Florida. Well, no, that was actually in New Orleans. Oh, yes, well, yes, yes. Press conference for last year. Yes, I know, I know. I'm just trying to tell a story here. I'm trying to, trying, trying to make it work. When I said last year, I meant last year, like the last press conference, which was in New York. She thought that I meant WrestleMania last year was in New York. It was in New Orleans. This year it's in New York. It's like, it's not what I was saying, Steph. But I didn't want to get in a whole thing. Now I get a couple good quotes out of her. Stephanie was great. She was a great interview because she played ball. But then my last moment of awkwardness is another misunderstanding. I think she thought that I was asking her to break the story. I wasn't. I was trying to embrace the story. If Kevin Owens were to beat Daniel Bryan... Would he be allowed to change the title away from the hemp title that Daniel Bryan has? But I think she thought that I was saying something else. Fastlane. Uh, you guys going to let Kevin Owens change the title if he wins? A let? God, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. You have to wait and see. You've got to watch. Jeez. All right. Thanks, Stephanie. <laughs> Uh, okay, here's what's going on. Uh, welcome to Buster's World. In Buster's World today is my friend Jay Retcher, who works over at DAE in Tampa Bay, Florida, here for iHeartRadio. Now, you guys are 95.3 DAE, but what's your uh, positioner? Your sports, but like, do you guys have like a number one for sports? No, we, I don't think we do. You don't have like a thing? <laughs> it's just like Tampa Bay just Sports listen. Radio. That's it. There's no competition, <laughs> so just Tampa Bay Sports Radio. 
Come mess with us. That's great. Uh, 95.3 WDAE. Uh, did you watch Fastlane? I did. I watched uh, everything. Did you, okay. So you know what's funny is the, the kickoff show used to, I feel like, be a little bit more demeaning, and now it's playing into the storyline yeah, enough it is. to where the kickoff, like, you know, the New Day being confined to the kickoff isn't necessarily as, like... Uh, it's all just kind of one big show at this point. I just turn it on at six thirty or seven thirty or whatever it's time. And am I am I am I the only one that kind of like you're watching the kickoff show on the WWE Network and yeah. then they're like subscribe to the W? I'm like, how else would you be watching the kickoff show? Like, <laughs> I think it might be on like YouTube or something. Is it? But it's like the most redundant thing ever. I'm like, isn't everybody watching this on the network? I don't uh, know what uh, your cable provider was like when you were a kid, but when I was little and we would order pay per views, but before you would order it, you would get that like ten minute preview or like a couple oh, minute yeah. preview mm-hmm. and that was money yeah, oh, you, yeah. Always, you felt like you were getting a little peek behind the curtain oh i'm watching it i'm watching it. and then it goes off yeah it's like wait a second yeah then you get reminded that you're poor yeah parents aren't paying for it <laughs> uh okay so obviously the the kickoff show of fast lane played into the rest of the show with the involvement of new day but where are we have now post-mortem off fast lane and smackdown where are we with this Kofi Kingston uh, title shot opportunity and all the all the Vince McMahon walls? Uh, how racial is this going to get? Because this is obviously getting he there. He kind of teased it last night. It was saying, good. All right, well, you know, you never really give opportunities to guys like me. Like me. Like me. And you know what I was thinking of when I heard that? Uh. I was thinking, what was Ahmed Johnson thinking at that moment? Because oh, remember when he yeah. freaked out that one time. Uh, bringing up the race card many, many moons ago. But I like it, man. I think you have to go through all those hoops. I mean, it's going to be a crazy gauntlet match next week. I don't know if he wins it or not, but still, I I like it. But I just want to see one-on-one in WrestleMania, him against Daniel Bryan, no Kevin Owens and Mustafa Ali. I don't want those But how do you leave? Where does Kevin Owens go? I don't know. He's not getting in that shot. I don't know, man. It's just, I feel like you take some of the sting away by having, what are you going to have, another triple threat match or another four-way match i mean you're already having it for the women's title over on raw wait all i know is that i want to see the new nation i want to see a more militant badass group like ditch the purple and pink and all the dumb stuff Mm -hmm. like at this point now get pissed come out in all black and wearing black on black on black 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 and stand right there at the top of the stage with your fists up, and then on the on the on the Titantron behind them have Farouk and The Rock and Kama and D'Lo all standing there with their fists up, and the two little white rappers they had running around, <laughs> and then just and Owen Hart is the Nugget, <laughs> yeah, and everybody behind them fists up like let's go, and then bring Mark Henry out. Hell yeah! Oh yeah, that'd be a good idea, man. Yeah. I don't know if they'll go that way, but I would like to see some kind of even. You know, how about an all Canadian? And you bring Sami Zayn back. You bring Robert, oh, Rude, Bobby Roode over. No, God. you don't like that. I don't know about all that. You don't like Canadians. I. It's not that I don't like Canadians. <laughs> They're cool. It's just like I. I just got done describing like badass militant. Like yeah, kick some ass. But do you think they're really like, going to yeah, do? Yeah. What that, if though? you bring a bunch of Canadians out? Oh, those Canadians are good though. Yeah. <laughs> They're really talented. Fair it worked enough. a little bit in TNA, so why not WWE? Well, the faction that I'm looking forward most to happening that has already happened in my head, but I don't know if it's going to happen and play out for us in real life, is I want the Usos led by Roman Reigns. I think that's going to happen. I was mentioning this to my roommate the other day. What do you think about this trade, Buster? Roman Reigns goes to SmackDown. He's yeah. not going to be in the way of Seth Rollins. Yeah. AJ Styles goes over to Raw. 
Yeah. You have to you have to displace that star power somewhere. I think it makes sense because now you have AJ. You could possibly have him team up or feud with Finn. You can have him team up or in some way. Well, or the way feud I've got Seth. I've got a, I've got something for that too because what we're not hearing about on NXT over these last couple of weeks is we're hearing a, a a very little amount of undisputed era. Yeah. I think the call out is coming this week or the call up is coming. After WrestleMania. Right after. The day after. It'll probably happen on Raw. So that's my thought. Maybe you're right. Maybe maybe NXT takes over again. An Undisputed Era comes out on Monday after Raw. Kicks everybody's ass. Oh, my God. Undisputed Era is here. What are we going to do? Well, what do you do? But AJ Styles and Finn Balor, they... They call up their boys, Gallows and Anderson. But they're leaving, I heard. Nah, bring them back. Bring them back. <laughs> Buster said, screw your contracts. Oh, you don't want to sign multi-million dollar deals? Well, no, Gallows and here. Anderson are interchangeable. You could have anybody be the two sidekicks. But if it's led by AJ and Finn Balor and you've yeah, got man. the club, the WWE club versus Undisputed Era. Woo! And then over on SmackDown, you got Roman Reigns led by the Usos, the real family, the Samoan family, yeah. the real dynasty. I like that. And have them possibly go with against the New Day, the newly formed nation New Day. Oh. And then The Rock comes back and he has to decide. Ooh, and it's black on black crime. Uh, yeah, black <laughs> on Samoan crime. This is like a bad Girl Scout cookie joke all over again. What did you think of uh, the uh, coming off of the Usos? What did you think of the Miz, uh, Shane McMahon? I mean, I loved that. I loved that he beat the crap out of the Miz in front of his dad because he hit him with some <laughs> legit shots there. Yeah. Um, it, it's it feels a little forced though. I can't lie because you knew that they were going to either team up against somebody for the tag titles at WrestleMania or go against each other at WrestleMania. So everybody thought the foregone conclusion was all right. Miz is just going to be you know he's just going to turn. He's going to be a d bag. Yeah, and that's how it goes. But instead they flipped it on you in classic WWE style. But it was interesting last night because there still was like a little bit. A little contingency of fans that were like, oh, yeah, Shane McMahon. Oh, yeah, we're supposed to hate him again. Right. Like That's how the reaction was. Like, <laughs> yeah. this guy is great. Oh, wait, he sucks. Yes, boo you. You're a McMahon. So I think it's going to take a while because I think out of all the McMahons, it's hardest for Shane to be kind of that douchebag, kind of how it's easy for Steph to just boom at one drop of a hat. Oh, yeah, I'm a heel. Vince does the same thing. Right. It's always been harder because when's the last time Shane was a legit heel? It's been probably like 10 years. I also just have a, a little bit of trouble buying in sometimes when the McMahon is the heel and that authority figure. And, I, you know, Mick Foley, I think, said it best. You see all these McMahons now doing so much positive outside of the business mm -hmm. that when it bleeds over and they're still their role, but then they have the mic and they're still that authoritative figure that's suppressing the top tier talent it kind of, you know, much like the McMahon, the the Vince Kofi thing is a little like, okay. All these guys are kind of uh, doing your way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like I, I, you know, it's it's not, yeah, because like you say, here in Tampa, like last week, it was like, oh man, they must hate everybody. And then all of a sudden, yeah, they're together in outings. <laughs> and everybody's really nice and it's yeah. cool. And, you know, so I understand, look, a little bit of the element of kayfabe is kayfabe, but still, I just think the McMahon suppressing talent is a little played out, but this Shane Miz one is a little different it's kind of mm -hmm. cool uh i was hoping to see the the old man get roughed up a little bit more but i don't know maybe he's got heart conditions or something I, I, you know what i wanted to see i wanted to see the old man turn on his son i thought that would have been an ultimate swerve right there oh that would have been great maybe that happens at wrestlemania his Walks dad comes out. down oh man we've seen the bellas smack the crap out of each other we've seen 
the McMahons turn on each other. We've seen Paul Bear turn on The Undertaker. So why not, man, have old man Miz turn on Mike? Be like, you're a disgrace. Yeah, Miz takes the L, and so he, his old man just dips. And they should have his, like him. I shouldn't have showed up just like I didn't when you were in high school. That's right. He's like, Loser. I was a road rules fan anyway. Screw real world. <laughs> How great would that be if like, he legit punched him in the face? Like, all right, give him one good shot. Okay, two things I want to ask you if you think are work or shoot. I'm going to start with Dean Ambrose. He's gone. You think that that's real? Yeah, I think he's gone. That's why he's been taking all these L's, man. He's taking yeah, all but, these L's. Yeah, but how often do they talk about it like this? It's part of the story. Yeah, I think you would say, I mean, the whole, th- he just seems like a guy that goes and he marches to the beat of his own drum. So I don't think it's like, they're just like, hey, let's just play it out and let's peek behind the curtain here. That whole video with him, like, leading up, I don't know if you saw it on the network, like, his whole chronicle right. when they followed him around. Like, and I know a lot, a big chunk of that was a work, but, like, there is, there were some seeds of truth in there. Of Like, you could just tell he's at a place right now where he just seems spent. He was the guy two or three years ago who worked more matches than anybody on either roster. I just, he looks to me like a guy that needs a break and a guy that seems like he feels undervalued, and now he's just taking a bunch of L's. I mean... If you were going to bring him back, then why would you break the shield up, right? I mean, why don't you just keep him together and ha- play the storyline of, all right, Roman and Seth try to convince him to stay, but they didn't go down that route. They just said, hey, let's bring it back together for one time, and now it seems like they're going to go Roman and McIntyre in one way. Seth's sure. going to do his thing with Brock, and, you know, Dean just may you wish you best of luck on your future endeavors. Until he comes out at Mania. Until he shows, oh, my God! Yeah, until he shows up at a- AEW and wins oh, the title over there. Yeah. You know, but I just I think I just think he's he needs a break, man. He's a guy to me that would go to, you know, and take a Dave Chappelle like trip and go to Africa for six months and just come back with some scraggly beard looking like a knockoff Daniel Bryan. That's why I always think it's funny that people are like, Oh, he's he's just try- he's just trying to kind of take off Brian Pillman, but it's like, no, I just think that's who he is. That's he is just a they were all a in different that kind same. of cat, man. Even like when she, he was trying to take pictures with Renee for that chronicle thing, like she was trying to take selfies with him and he's just He's a socially awkward guy, man. Bitch, get off me. Get off me. I don't want no damn selfies. Turn your filter <laughs> off, B. She doesn't even take pictures. Have you noticed that? She takes, like, videos, and then she screenshots it. I'm like, oh, okay. That's, that's all he it, lets her have. That's how it is in WWE, huh? Okay, wait. Uh, work or shoot? The Ronda Rousey uh, tape. Oh, man. I hate to sound like a total mark, but I feel like it was a shoot. I mean, who? when have they ever let anybody just go, wrestling's fake. It's predetermined. It's scripted. Screw you, Becky Lynch, Rebecca Quinn. Like, listen, if they're going to do it with anybody, do it with Ronda Rousey because she's a legit fighter. But, like, who's to say that? And we, I talked about this with a couple of buddies of mine. Who's to say, like, she could be, like, the first legit athlete to just go, I'm just going to do whatever the heck I want. So, like, WrestleMania comes and she's not liking how it's going and she just starts unloading on these girls. I don't know if she will, but that would be a pretty awesome storyline. What do you think? I just think that with her. I mean, the backstory that we know about her post-suicidal that's thoughts what, that's after what losing. That's what scares me about this, man, yeah. with her being a heel. is like she's not one of those people that could ever leave it at the arena. She's a person that takes it with her, and that worries me. Well, that's the, that's the whole reason why she's a heel is because she was being booed out of the building. Yeah. And she, I mean, it was so rough watching her get through a promo and knowing that I don't want to say that she failed at this because I don't think that she failed because – I think that there's plenty of matches that I was excited to see her in. There was plenty of moments that she's had that has made this all worthwhile. Oh, for sure. I don't think that this is a failure at all. I do think that she gets caught up out there on the mic mm-hmm. and the fans don't let her up for air, but that's because she coined herself as the baddest bitch on the planet 
one doesn't come with the other. I don't know. Like, yeah, you are tougher than these other girls, and you probably could annihilate them mm-hmm. in the ring. Sure. But they do things that you're not good at, too. So what's... The, it's a whole... There's it? so many different parts of the package that go together. I think the WWE kind of failed her a little bit, too. Putting the mic in her hand so early and thinking that she had to come... She doesn't have to... Like, that's, to me... That was a lose-lose situation no matter what, putting the mic in her hand and giving yep. her so much mic time. Say less, do more. If you're not going to give Brock her a, Lesner. If you're not going to give her a Paul Heyman, if you're not going to give her any kind of manager like that, then she doesn't have to say much. She does stuff with Natty. Just go out there and keep it quiet, man. Everybody only really cares about what she does in the ring. Nobody looks at her mic skills and goes, oh, wow, she's done a fantastic job. I, I don't know. I just I think the WWE dropped the ball a little bit with Ronda Rousey. After Mania, what do you think? What's coming? Aside from my uh, fantasies. I think you're going to see Ronda Rousey. Uh, I think you're going to see the Shayna Baszler and that pack get called up. And I you think, think Ronda's still see... around after Mania? I think so. Yeah, because I think they're going to call. Sh- they have to do the whole Shayna Baszler storyline. No, nah, but I thought like she already said she's done because she wants to go start a fan. So you believe Ronda Rousey, but you don't believe Dean Ambrose? Is that what you're saying? Oh, there you go. <laughs> Shoot a wreck. Buster and Jay with you. No, I think she's going to stick around because I think that she's going to have some unfinished business. And I, I'm looking forward to that match more than any of them, I think. There's some good. This is one of the best cards I think we're going to see in WrestleMania history because I think one of the more intriguing storylines has nothing to do with the belt and Randy Orton and AJ Styles. Awesome. The, the freaking promo that they awesome. had was that's in my opinion not trying to be hyperbolic or you know being a prisoner of the moment, but that was one of the best promos I've ever seen. Just because it was all real, mm-hmm. it was all true. Like I get it. Both yeah. had side. It was point counterpoint. They had point. points. I mean, that's yeah. the best part of a promo was when there's those. It's peppered with truth. I mean, you're talking about bingo halls. He brings up Dixie Carter. Oh, right. That's crazy. The only thing that was missing is I wish AJ would have went to him. Oh yeah, Legacy. What are you gonna lose this match and then leave town and go join your boy at AEW? Like that to me would have been like the ceiling. <laughs> uh, but I love the indie buddies shout out and the, you the know, too sweet thing. He's yeah. like, oh, you guys never stole anything from anybody. Like that's it's that's the nature of the beast, man. That's the business, but it's great because it's two totally different guys that came from you know one guy that had the path because of his dad and his grandfather, and another guy that had to travel all around the world to get where he is today. But you can't argue because they're two, uh, two future Hall of Famers, in my opinion. You think the United States title is just kind of like a placeholder for a lot of the talent that they don't know what to do with? Yeah, I think it's that mid-card thing, and that's why they put teams together in the tag team division. Like, I love right now the Rusev and Nakamura and then putting them with the bar. Like, those guys are friends in real life. Sure. Put them together. To me, that's like the legit League of Nations. Why not go with that? Have them as some kind of... You know, what the League of Nations... I thought the League of Nations had some wheels and when they first started, and then they just disbanded it. I'm like, you have big guys there when they had... It was who? Sheamus, Wade Barrett, Rusev, Jinder. and Jin... Well, no, that was... Was Wasn't it he in there? No, I think it was... It was uh, it was Rusev, it was Wade Barrett, it was Sheamus, and I can't think of the other guy. But if you went with those four guys, you have four legit talents in Rusev, Nakamura, and the bar... And they can run roughshod over everybody. Now you can put the U.S. title on one of those guys, and it'll mean something. You have the other guy chase the the big title, and then you have the guys doing the tag team thing, and you can interchange those. It'll also give Sheamus and Cesaro ability to do some singles work because they're so good at it. I love that. I think it makes a lot of sense. It makes you wonder why they let some things kind of – they let things settle into place – or they'll keep things around forever. Too long. Like it's it's But no, then yeah, there's right. other things that they just rip right out of the gate. And it's interesting. So like 
you know, the New Day, for example. Had they not let that actually play out for exactly. a yeah, little they, while? They wouldn't have been here. All three of those guys would be out of the company, in my opinion. Without question. Yeah, because they're legit. And like you said with the U.S. title, I like that they put it on Samoa Joe, but I hate when they muddle it with, like, four guys. It's like an establish and a contender and move forward. Build a storyline from there. They can do it sometimes without a title better than with a title. Like, I think AJ and Randy Orton is one of the best foundations that they have out of all the beefs that they have going towards WrestleMania. Jay Retcher, thank you so much for coming through, dude. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you. This is fantastic. And maybe like next week or some other time. We'll rip it up. Yeah. We'll rip it up like uh, Ronda Rousey's contract. All right, what's your what's your what's your uh, at Jay Retcher? Follow me Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Jay Retcher J A Y R E C H E R nine letters. If you mess it up, you're probably listening to the show. My man.